All right. Welcome back to the fantasy show for the Tampa Bay Cop Talk. Because we have a fantasy football league. We have a fantasy league now. Uh, So, once again, this is the part where we go. If you haven't joined yet, reach out to us. We'll give you the code and you can just. Shoddy said he was going to join. He did. He's second place. What? Yeah. He just joined. I know. Well, because. No, what happened? Because this is why it works is because you start a team and you're in any other league. It keeps your point total no matter what. It's it's consistent across all the leagues. I can't have Shotty beat me now. So you just <laughs> so you, if as long as you get the code from us, it'll keep all your points up to this uh, point and just add you to the league. Yeah, yeah. it's not like he joined last week and uh, got 190 points uh, in one week. <laughs> that would be insane. Damn it, Shotty. It'd be like, damn, you know what's well, we going on. We have an on. even 20 teams, so we're like a solid yeah, we're, league now. Yeah. So if anyone wants to join in and turn this into, I don't know, what, what was the code? It was like DD5QT0 or something like that. I, I, we can find it. Something just like reach out to us if you. Yeah. Have a fantasy DMS. team it's and you want to join? Like There's no cash thing. We're just doing it for for you know the banter, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. and to annoy the people at the pubs who aren't playing fantasy football and who don't care that Pookie just scored a, a hat trick. <laughs> we'll be talking about Pookie. <laughs> Anyways, so this is the fantasy league. What we have to do first and foremost is run the whole table, the gauntlet. And so we start at the bottom, shame the people, and then we go to the straight to the top. Garrett. Garrett is bottom. Clopped him is prime. 159 <laughs> points. Not far off, Alice Sullivan was silly LFC. She has 161. Alistair Flynn, man, I, I really hate that the bottom three has two horse and jockey members. <laughs> Guys, we are not representing ourselves well. I like his name, though. Who needs Slabhead? Yeah, who needs Slabhead? <laughs> well, so his grandpa's from Leicester and is like a longtime Leicester supporter. And so okay. yeah, he, knows a li- he's, he knows a little about those, the foxes. And yeah, who needs him? Yeah, uh, and 17th, Matip, boys. Man, it's just, it's all horse and jockey Ma- down Manny. here. <laughs> oh, yeah, Manny. Manny, 186 <laughs> points. Charlie uh, Corcoran. Corcoran, sorry, last name. With Chuck, Bucky 1985, saw. very nice name. Just here is my name, and here's the year I was born, I'm assuming. <laughs> 188 like points. simple. Ray Kelly on 189. Komcheski's bald army. That's my team. 193 yeah. I'm points. I'm still above you for now. Yes. I had a big week last week. I did not. Uh, <laughs> 73 points. I'm looking at our league. Yes, I scored the most points in our... Oh, it tied with Alistair. 73 points last week. But we're still bottom of the table. <laughs> so how bad are we? <laughs> uh, Tyler Hutkowski, 195 points. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, David, on yeah. 195 points and 12th. You guys are tied for 12th. Yeah. Uh, Renato Lima, or Lemma, with 197 points. And now at the top of the table, the top half, we get to the 200s. Here we are. <laughs> Mike Hanna in 10th with 203 points. JT Thomas, whose team name is Ale Ale Ale, 207 points. Thomas Eldon, who started Matip in his goal scoring uh, uh, in his goal scoring game against Arsenal because he was at the Horse and Jockey, he got seventy one points last week. Oh yeah, he did go to Horse and Jockey, and he's on two hundred and fourteen in eighth In sixth place. We have a two way tie between Matt Fisher and Ryan Hutkowski at two hundred fifteen points. Scott Stewart, let's talk about six in fifth on two hundred sixteen. Then there is a gap to There's the top four. A little four. bit of a gap now. There is a gap. Jack Kane, who was our first week leader because he captained Sterling. Yeah. 227. How well, dare LSC you? should sign Pookie <laughs> as his name. I disagree, Jack. Hey, <laughs> it's, we had Sammy Hoopia. It's time to return to Finland. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, why not? So champion spelled with a six, Ryan Ford in third. There's a horse There's and a jockey. Horse and yeah, oh, go on. Go. Uh, Shoddy Shoddy who is I don't know He's our international (laughs) Correspondent (laughs) In second with 232 And Adam Booth Let's look at his team He has 242 points He has Tom Heaton Heaton in goal He has Van Dyke Walker Digne Or Digne 
He has Den Donker, who hasn't done much for Wolves. No. Gwinduzi. Gwyn who's been solid for Arsenal. He has Salah. He has Sterling, who he captained. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? There seems you? to be a trend here. <laughs> yeah. If you captain Sterling, you'll win the league. <laughs> uh, and he has Rashford. How dare you? Oh, he has terrible. He has King from Bournemouth. And then on his bench is Greenwood. How dare you? Martial. How dare you? Wow. Lundstrom. Who plays for Sheffield United? So how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our third episode, Tampa Cop Talk. See why I said that. And he has Agnes Gunn, who I appreciate. Go on, have Agnes Gunn. Um, and yeah, that's the that's the leading team. So if you if you need any pointers, the one is just Captain Sterling, apparently, <laughs> and you'll win the league. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we have a little list here that David put together. Um, of some things to look for, some players we're looking at, some people who have been surprises in a good way, some people who have been surprises in a bad way, yeah. and maybe key it's a couple key injuries, and some people that maybe we should be. Are you buying into the hype or are you selling the hype? So let's get it. Let's get it rolling. All right. So we'll just start with the disappointments. Uh, so we have basically all of Watford <laughs> 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 has been shite. Uh, Dini, Delafeu, the the big guys that you're. Nothing. Yeah. Jacore has been well. I I don't expect a lot from him from a fantasy perspective, probably, but just all around. Yeah. Waffer's just been shite. Yeah, they have not been very good. Uh, I have on here Diogo Jota from Wolves. It just hasn't done much. He in like I so I started trying to watch Wolves to see like should I just dump this guy? Or yeah. What? <laughs> and then so but like he, it's not that he's not dangerous. He's just not like finishing or he's not the guy. Like Raul Jimenez has been the guy for Wolves that's been racking up points and goals. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna hold on to him for now because I'm I'm expecting Wolves to turn a corner at some point and I think he'll do something. Yeah. Well, he should. If they're doing well, he should be doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So if you expect, it's like one of those things where it's like when like you gamble on a game. Like, well, if I expect the outcome to be this, then it means that this has to happen. At so, some point, yeah, he has to contribute something. Yeah, exactly, something. if they're going to do well. Yeah. Speaking of Raul Menes, real quick, and how much Wolves relies on him, have you seen Wolves' third kit? No. It's Mexico green with red stripes. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the ad they released for it is Raul Menes in it. <laughs> it's like, hey, Wolves, could you beg any harder for him never to leave? But yeah, Raul Menes right now is pretty much the only person on Wolves is doing anything of note. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Di Diogo Hota, who's this young Portuguese up and coming kid who's supposed to, you know, be part of that new golden age of uh, Portuguese football, he hasn't been he hasn't been delivering. Not yet. Uh, your next guy you have on this list, go ahead, David De Gea. Yeah. See, the funny thing is, is he was forcing a move. Yeah. And so he didn't get his move. Yeah. As per so usual. does he like swing things back, like become better again? Like just what, what game was it that he let in two easy ones and they end up drawing? It was like at Old Trafford too. It was, it was Palace. Yeah, it was, it was Palace. Palace. Yeah. Like the second one, the Van Onholt goal is like, yeah. Oh, what, are you, what are you doing, oh. lad? Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't look up to it. He's just not himself right now. And like you said, he was trying to force a move. Maybe he turns the corner, but thus far, David De Gea is in the David De Gea. I we wonder know. how much David De Gea hates fax machines to this day. <laughs> and he's just like, if that goddamn fax machine. <laughs> There's another one of those like hypothetical. We at the end of the of the last episode, we had the Sterling question. If he was on the team, that's another interesting hypothetical. The fax machine doesn't break. What does world football look like now <laughs> with David De Gea at Real Madrid? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thibaut Courtois never goes there. Yeah. Uh, which means Kaylor Keppa. Navas probably doesn't go there, which, yeah, it means Keppa is not at Chelsea, which means uh. a whole bunch of hosts of different things. <laughs> 
It's just a knock-on effect. There's a whole episode. A, you alternate universe where gonna, that happens. Yeah. We should just start a whole a whole series of pods, like alternate universe football. Seriously, so we, could, we could do the, that. Yeah, get into these weird discussions. What happens if Luis Suarez never bites Giorgio Chiellini? <laughs> <laughs> this is alternate universe football. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun. <laughs> But yeah, so David De Gea has been pretty poor, and he's what supposed- happens if Gerard went to Chelsea? Yeah, right. Oh, bum man. bum bum bum. That's a that's a long discussion. <laughs> it's twenty. It's thirteen fourteen. Chelsea are fighting for the title at Anfield. Gerard slips. <laughs> <laughs> bum 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 bum. Dun dun. This is why you tune into this. We should, show. We should do that show and add the Law and Order thing and yeah. then <laughs> just change dun, up dun, the segment. Bum bum. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then he signs for Bayern Munich. Bum, 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 dum, dum. I don't, yeah, I don't know why the Law and Order music came into my head for this, but hey, it works. It works. I like it. So, anyways, back to fantasy football, <laughs> and not just fantasy reality. Uh, uh, next up on the list, Wilfred Zaha. Uh, I have him. He's not done anything really. Uh, he's starting. That's all you can say for him. Yeah, he's just not contributing much. I, I watched a little bit of the Palace highlights. He doesn't pop up anywhere. <laughs> it's been Jordan Ayew is yeah. carrying uh, is basically carrying Palace at the moment. Him and Van Anhol are their two highest points earners. I think he's still pouting about the Arsenal thing. Yeah, I think so too. He wanted out. He didn't get it. He's gonna be playing at Palace for probably the rest of his yeah, career. Yeah, rest of sorry, Rule Fritter. You're gonna have to run that contract out and free transfer and at the sit age on of the bench. 30. Yeah, and sit on the bench, <laughs> find someone. Uh, Good luck with that. We do have a red on this disappointments list, and it's only from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. Let me make that clear. I'm not saying we're disappointed in Andy Robertson in any way, but if you look at last season, you know what he was doing. Point totals, yeah. Point totals, yeah, because of his all of his assists and how well he was getting forward and his influence on the game. This season, not so much. So it's. I been... mean, basically, my whole strategy with my team was to make sure I had Trent and Robbo on the team because they were clearly far and ahead the highest defensive players and yeah. point totals last year. Yeah. And so like you're just trying to monopolize the positions and get the most points in each, like per position like like defense midfield attack. So if you I in my my head I was like, well if I get Robbo and Trent then I'm going to get the most defensive points possible. Yeah. And it's just yeah, I mean, Trent's been getting own goals and assists and Robbo hasn't stepped up yet. But if you remember last year Trent started off slow. Robbo yeah. had like eight assists and like halfway through the year and then yeah. Trent through the back end got all the assists and it'll even out. I, I think Robbo will turn it on at some point. I I'm no doubt he'll turn the corner and show his class. So yeah, I mean, but he, it's just been He a knows slow he start. hasn't been up to up to his normal high, yeah. high lofty expectations. Uh the next one, Keppa, been absolute crap. He's uh hasn't kept a clean sheet. He's given up nine and four games, and he's racked up a grand total of five points in four games. So he's got one point two five points a game. Yeah. It's because he's starting yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. Um <laughs> so in this case, whereas De Gea is just flopping around, I think Keppa is more a, a victim yeah. of what's in front of him. Yeah. No, these <laughs> those defenders are crap. And it's uh, Rudiger's hurt. So they don't even have one of their better options back there. Yeah, I just yeah, it's yeah. gonna be tough for Keppa right now. He's not been doing. He's well. facing a lot of uh, unnecessary pressure. I don't even know who this next guy is. Lewis Dunk. Yeah, who does he play for? So he plays for Brighton. Okay. Uh, you know, Dunk and Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. They have some great names on that team. But Lewis Dunk is, uh, you know, he started off. The reason I put him on the disappointments list is you might have picked him up after week one because he had I think a nine or ten pointer week one. And he's actually gone backwards since. Yeah. Like, he has 11 points for the season because he started the next game, but then he just went in the negative versus City. It went terribly. So, 
Lewis yeah. Dunk is struggling at the moment. Uh, if you picked him up, might want to let him go because we talked a lot about how Brighton will defend a yeah. lot this season, and I think that means they're going to give up a lot of goals. So yeah. probably dump Dunk if you picked him up. Uh, Bernardo Silva, you put him yeah, on Yeah, so I had Bernardo Silva on my team, and what I found out really quickly and why I got rid of him is that hockey assists don't get – fantasy points yeah it's really upsetting i think it they sh- it should, be it should have some kind of value so like i was thinking about this and i was like you know what like you know those moves where a team passed it around like 38 times yeah. every single one of those guys that touches the ball should get an assist in my opinion yeah i mean if you go like this long stretch of possession that leads to a goal yeah like you know like it like you know yeah like in that all... case, imagine like the our goal versus City last year. Trent and Robbo would have had like forty eight points on that goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, one assist for not for pass, you know, like because like you know maybe not so much for, like for like like every single passing move, but if there's a key pass that leads to the assist, like there needs to be some type of notation in the stats for that. You know what I mean? Well, I think I th- so. I think it's all calculated into the influence yeah. factor, but it's like it's so minuscule that you have to have a bunch of it for it to add up to yeah. something. But yeah, so like Bernardo Silva, and the other thing about Bernardo Silva is he hasn't even been starting every game. No, and that's weird. Because Pep had this whole spiel last year about, oh, you know, he's like our best player. In absence of Kevin De Bruyne, he's our best player. He really drives the team. He doesn't get enough recognition. And now, and he is unbelievable. Yeah, now <laughs> he's on the pine. Like every other game, he doesn't even start for a second. Like, who did he piss off? Yeah, right. So he hasn't been getting any points. And then the last one I had added was Moises Keane. Yeah. Because he was spo- he's, he's, he's supposed re- to be this big thing. He is this big thing. He's the, the up-and-coming Italian attacker. He's only 20, 21. Playing for Everton. He was already playing for to... Juventus. He's already on the Italian national team. And, yeah, yeah, coming to Everton for a big fee, It was a, they made a big deal about it. And he didn't even – he just got his first start last match, and he did get an assist. So it, this could be one that's turning the corner. But so far it's been very uneventful and, un- and not very exciting. Yeah, I mean, you have under here, you have a betting in period or cause for concern, question mark. Uh, probably a betting in period, I imagine, because, I mean, look, they have some good players on that side. I mean, they have a Charleston, but he can play a bunch of different places. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. They'll they'll figure out how to get it all together. Maybe it's just taking a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, Awobi's the one that I think is like, uh, yeah, what, what is he doing? Is he going to fit? <laughs> He's just a bench player, right? Yeah, right. He's just the next Aaron Lennon, correct? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that was that was for the disappointments. Now we have a, f- a couple of surprises. Surprises. So I have first uh, Fabian Schar from Newcastle, nineteen points in four games. He's uh, one of Newcastle's better players. Yeah. And isn't he a defender? Yeah, he is. He's a defender. Yeah. Weird. He's just racking up point totals, uh, but he's got a killer shot on him. He can pass the ball out of the back really well. If they're not giving up goals, he's going to have some scoring. So he, if, if you're looking for a defender. Outside of the usual faces, I mean, yeah, maybe Fabian Schar is something to look at. Maybe next up, your your man, listen, your boy, Jack listen. Kane's boy. There's two. There are two people on this list that you have, and that and Timo Pukki's one of them. Where this is what happened. I went. I think I should pick him up. Then they had a multiple goal game, and then I picked him up the next week, and they still delivered. Okay, <laughs> but I wanted. To, I should have picked Timo Pukki up after the first week because yeah. he scored against us, and I was like, you know what? If he can score against us, and he looked dangerous in that game. I'm like, he's gonna score, and then the next week he scores a hat trick, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna pick him up now. Like, <laughs> there's no <laughs> way I'm not. But uh, yeah, Timo Pukki, man, he's he's name me other players that have scored uh, five goals in their first three games. There's only one other. So my question on him is, how many does he end up with, in your opinion, for the season? I think he'll get over 15. He's definitely going to have... So he's only got 10 more in the tank for the whole season? Yeah. 
Because he's gonna. Because he's gonna have that. The, he's gonna start getting marked. Yeah, he's there's gonna, gonna, gonna come a period in point in time, probably around the Christmas period, where he gets slogged down a little bit and the goals don't come, and that's when everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's shite." And then when the expectation kind of goes away again, he'll pick he'll up pick like another seven, up. eight. He'll probably get I don't know, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, and he, he'll get a few assists too because he yeah. already has a few assists. Well. The more the defenders come around you and, and try to mark you out of the game, the more it opens up everybody else. So as he gets the ball, he can then feed yeah. as long as he's willing to do but that. But I think he's I think he'll be a decent option in the long run for the season. You need like cheaper options in order to fill out your squad with bigger names, especially cheaper options that deliver, and so far he has been delivering. That's true. And that is why I picked up this next guy. Ashley Barnes from Burnley. Uh, pretty solid player. Did turn Virgil Van Dyke. Let's just say it. <laughs> uh, I didn't play him last. Why week. isn't that a bonus in right? fantasy? <laughs> that should be. Turn you should get a Virgil point for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he's not too much of a surprise if you look at his past seasons performances. Uh, he is a he's a solid player. Really one of Burnley's uh, most influential characters in attack. Uh, he's got 27 points through four matches so far. Not too bad. That's what an average of almost seven points a game. Which out of a forward, I, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Ashley Barnes, definite surprise for me, but not really. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just and added And given him. the way that uh, Burnley play football. Yeah, I mean, they're not the most. They play through Ashley Barnes, and they play to Ashley Barnes. So, yeah. like, if, if, once again, like, it's like, you know, there's going to be, fan, like, every he team is. like 6.4. Yeah, every team of that's outside of the top six is going to have to have someone on their team that gets fantasy points. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to have someone that's scoring their goals. That's driving their play. That's in having some the assists. And if you can find that guy and he's cheap enough and he fits Just into your Watford. squad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he fits into your squad. Yeah, Ashley Barnes could be a good pickup because he's going to get. He's going to have head down goals. He's going to have flick ons to the back post. He's going to be targeted for crosses. Yeah. And he's been scoring goals in the early part. And he can scrap in the box. Yeah. You know? Uh, this next one, Daniel James, uh, Man United player. Uh, he has been surprising. He's, I didn't even know who he was before this season, and he's already got a couple of goals. He's got 21 points on the season. The goals that he's scored have been quality. Yeah. Because like, you look at that lineup, and you think of all the guys down this lineup that are going to be good in fantasy. Daniel James did not raise a flag in your head. It's like, yeah. oh, I got I to gotta pick that guy. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like I said, I was like, who the hell's that? Yeah. So he's been pretty surprising. Where is he from? Oh, he came from Leeds, didn't he? Didn't oh. he sign from Leeds? I, I, again, I have no yeah. idea. I think he came from Leeds. Is yeah. he is he an English kid? Yeah, he's English. He's a young talent. They brought him from the championship. Um, he was supposed to be for the future, but apparently he's for the now. Apparently. And, like, I, so I put down here, how do you see this progressing? And I think, you know, as you look at this United team and all the chemistry problems they have and the big egos and all this other stuff, I think actually – he has kind of. He's going to be a bright spot maybe yeah. throughout the season. He's sort of the kid that will benefit from. You look at that lineup and no one thinks about him. Yeah, and it's just going to play well for him. And it's like you know when I was worried about maybe Ole actually being turning the ship around, um, it was with this whole idea of like play the the kids who are excited to be there and don't have the ego and just want to like give it all like the like the Rashford and the Martial to some extent. Um, and he would fall into that. He's a young kid who just wants to get the playing time. And you throw him out there, he's going to give it his all because he doesn't have the ego yet. He doesn't think he's a superstar yet. And, yeah. he, and if Ole actually – because he hasn't been starting that much. He's been coming off the bench and scoring. Yeah. Hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, maybe he just needs to start starting the lad. 
And yeah. that's that's the difference for him, and he can get more points. But well, and like, do one of these more toxic characters kind of have to make way for that to happen? And when does he balls up and make that decision yeah. that this kid's gonna go in there over you? You know, even yeah, though yeah. you're getting you're on three fifty a week or whatever crazy <laughs> shit they're paying their players. <laughs> yeah, it's only a matter of time if he keeps this up. Uh, so I did put down Jordan Ayew uh, as the guy driving Palace. I don't think I, I think a lot of people when they think of Palace, you know, you probably think of Ben Teke or you think of uh, Zaha as the the main drivers of their success. But Ayew's been pretty good, back to back nine point games, um, and yeah, him and Van Anhol are the two guys for Palace. So I, I I didn't expect that. I mean, I thought he'd be good. You know who else for Palace? Real good pickup, Martin Kelly. He already has two six-pointers in the season. Nice. And he's been starting every game, playing all 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be a reliable. And he's like $4 million. Oh, man, that is cheap. for Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good defender right? for cheap. And all you got to do is just play him when you think Crystal Palace might get a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is against not the top six. Yeah, at home against average teams. You know, yeah. like take a flyer on him if you really need to fill out the fill out the squad or whatever. But, yeah. Jordan Ayew, someone's got to score the goals for him, and Benteke has not been doing that recently <laughs> in the last few years. So no. maybe it is Jordan Ayew. He's not the one that was at Swansea. He's the one that was at Villa. That right? was Andre Ayew, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, there's too many Ayews. Yeah. It must be a popular name in Ghana. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the... uh, but, oh, so next up on the, on the list is the same thing with Timo Puki. I was like, I think I should get that guy. I don't know. He scores two goals, and I go, damn it. <laughs> and I picked him up, and he scored a goal last week. Yeah. Um, is is Tammy Tammy? What a name! Abraham, the guy, <laughs> the guy who dived against us in the Super Cup and missed the penalty, so he will forever be a banter hero of Liverpool. Um, yeah, he's he's been starting over Olivier Giroud. Yeah, um, he has some type of chemistry with Pulisic and Mount going on. Yeah, no, it's it's, um, a, it's an interesting young attacking trio they've got there, and he seems to be the head of it, and he's he can finish. Young English talent too, so you know the hype is there. But yeah, seven points a match. And he didn't start originally for Chelsea, I don't believe. No. But he has usurped Olivier Giroud and Frank Lampard's plans. And this has to be said since we're all Americans. Like, if you went in on Pulisic and you're like, oh, I got to get Pulisic because, you know, we very much hype him in this country. And if he, you know, successfully dribbles, it's going to be all over NBC Sports. Yeah. (laughs) So if you went all in on that and we're kind of ignoring the other two, you might want to consider, you know, Going the other way. Yeah. Because Mount has also been very positive. Maybe not the same numbers, although his numbers aren't bad. Yeah. But I think if you look at his ability to shoot, his ability to move off the ball, Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think he might put up a good point I total mean, as well. This, this will be like a – like for Arsenal players and Chelsea players this season, is going to be like us when was like 16. 13, 14, before, and like even before that where it's just like, yeah, we're going to give a bunch of goals, but we're probably going to score, you know, on average three or four a game. Yeah. And so there's a lot of points to be had there. And I think of the three, Pulisic's role might be more facilitator. Yeah. And Bernardo Silva hockey assist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Although Pulisic has gotten a few points, to be fair. It's no, just, he's not been bad. It, ha- it just hasn't been off the charts like we probably all were hoping and expecting. Yeah. Considering I think like 70% of the teams in our league picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to avoid this. And then last of, but not least, Certainly I, not I least. had to sneak him in to some type of conversation today. <laughs> Joel Matip, if you haven't gone to the blog recently, I did write a little piece on Joel Matip and how much I've loved him and for how long I've loved him, <laughs> which is since he came. Okay. Speaking but, of the, yeah, the blog, that was a good piece. 
I might do more things like that Burnley thing where we kind of look at the opponents a yeah. bit, like there, because there's some fascinating history around some oh, yeah. of our opponents. So I, I enjoyed doing the research behind that yeah. Burnley thing. I was like, this is interesting. And then you can be at the pub, like, did you know by the way that yeah. Turf Moore used to be a cricket ground? Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, the main stand at Burnley is named after a toilet outfitter. Yeah. <laughs> How shit must you be? <laughs> Oh, you sit in the toilet stand. <laughs> toilet stand. Okay, anyways. But yeah, Joe Matip, uh, last two games, 15 points combined. That A lot of that has to do with us getting our first clean sheet. Over that two-game period, he does have more than Virgil van Dyke. And if we're using Virgil van Dyke as a measuring stick, on the season, van Dyke has 19 points, Joel has 17, and Joel has one last game. Yeah. So, he has been surprising given that Pretty much, I'd say like 80% of the Liverpool fan base was like, nah, Joe Gomez is going to be our starting center back, like right out the gate. It's going to overtake Joel Matip. Thanks for everything to Joel Matip. You did really well, but your services are really no longer needed. You're back right. to being a backup. But That's what everybody thought. Yeah, but I mean, it only took three games, and everyone's now to the inclusion, like, hey, let's get this man on a long term contract. Like, what are we doing here? Why is this guy's contract up at the end of the season? So it is a surprise. I think he'll get a new deal. He should. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... Lovren will go, he'll stay, and then one of the young kids will step in as the fourth choice. That's yeah, what I think is going to I wouldn't be surprised if maybe even... I don't know. I don't want to make a crazy prediction, but maybe even by the end of this international break, because he is staying back, he doesn't go on international duty. So a lot of that contract stuff can get done during this time. Yeah, that's true. And they true. already floated the idea two weeks ago of him getting a new contract via the normal talking pieces in Liverpool journalism. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's like, you know, prepping us all for the idea that Joel Matip is going to get a contract extension in the near future. Because the reason we didn't spend any money in the summer was we're going to renew all these guys, and that's our transfers. That's what Klopp said. Hey, as long as he remains a ruthless bastard, (laughs) I'm fine with it. I love it. Oh, Personality transfer. All right, right, here we go. The key injuries uh, this last round of fixtures, uh, uh, Laporte. Our Eric Laporte went down for City. It looks like uh, damage to his meniscus and the cartilage in his knee. He didn't tear the cruciate? No. Okay. So they were happy about that. But he, st- he still required surgery, and you got to think he's going to be out at least a couple months. Yeah, he'll so. be out. Because if it's only a meniscus uh, – by the way, meniscus is knee cartilage. I don't know if they if he injured separate knee cartilage or if it's a it's a different. It's like the other side. Oh, okay. I so think. yeah. So here's so here's two things. The short yeah. term, uh, it's gonna take him only about three months to be fully healthy again. Fully healthy. In the long term, he's gonna have arthritis at a younger age, which yeah. means his career is now significantly shorter. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm I'm someone who has no meniscus in my right knee. Yeah. Um, and playing soccer is a painfully dreadful experience sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if my knees aren't cooperating, it's real bad. I'm like, look, I can I can move it now, and you can kind of hear a little bit of clicking. But uh, he's just going to start wearing down that, that bone tissue. It's yeah. going to be bone-on-bone contact. It's going to be a lot of pain management, a lot sooner than he expects. Yeah, um, It's going to be hard to play at this level. Yeah. It just is. So he, he'll come back, and he will look to be on the same level for at least the next two, three years, but then he's going to start feeling some effects. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, in the long term, not that we celebrate injuries, but it does really affect Man City's strategy for sustainability going forward because now they do legitimately have to go get not just one more center back, but probably two more within the next uh, three to four years. Yeah. If And they definitely – I would not be surprised if they move for one in January. Well, yeah, because Otamendi isn't great. John Stones has a howler in him. Also, Uh, he's been banged up. 
So it's not like he's, he's ever reliable. And if you follow yeah. it, uh, a, Limerick, a Limerick report coming into the team coincides a lot with Man City becoming the unstoppable force that they are. Yeah. He signs that January, and they don't really lose, except for to us. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you look for Fernandinho to be playing some center back in the near future. <laughs> which, which I told you, I was like, well, that's a red card. Yeah, something's going to happen. There will <laughs> be some penalty there. kicks there. The other uh, key injury was Matt Ritchie of Newcastle, captain, uh, the guy that's always on penalties, good for a free kick every now and then, has those influence stats. He's very much involved in every game for uh, Newcastle, was a central figure. I was actually considering picking him up. And then I'm glad I didn't because during that week, someone tore his ankle ligaments in the Carabao Cup. So I don't know when he's coming back, but it's probably going to be a couple months. Yeah. So if you have Matt Ritchie or you were thinking about it, don't. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> That's all we know as far as injuries right now. There are friendlies kicking off around this time period. Oh, yeah. So you so never know what can happen. International duty can always Just give you a gift. Stay tuned, folks. All right. So now we have some... Uh, up and comers, some hypes, some yeah, hype some guys. Are you buying it or are you selling it? All right. Uh, so I put down for this one Arthur Masuaku of West Ham. He's like, I think he's their left back. Um, slow start to the season, but he had a 12-pointer against Norwich last week. If you watch him play, I, I, he's one of those guys I do like his skills. Like when we played against them last year, I thought he was very good. Um, you know, he's just he has a really big performance in him, but then it's more of a consistency issue, which I think is a lot of the case with a lot of guys on yeah. West Ham. So I guess uh, you know, buy or don't. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that I bought because I did add him to my fantasy team in place <laughs> of uh, Matt Target. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, Matt Target has not done well since leaving Southampton. Um, is he even playing? Like, no. Yeah, he doesn't even play. No, so I, yeah, that turned out to be a big disappointment. What about you? What do you say on that one? Um. I, having not watched him a lot, I can't really speak to intelligently. But um, if he's on West Ham and he's a left back, I'm, I, I imagine he can't be that expensive. No, he's not. Um, he was like, I want to say like maybe five. Yeah. Are West Ham, do West Ham play a lot down the wing? Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. We you have Felipe Anderson there on yeah. one wing. You have. Uh, Is he on the? He's on the left wing with him. He's on the left wing with him. That might be something to consider. Yeah overlapping runs all that a lot of passes going to felipe anderson who will then shoot the ball and probably score yeah so some assist points there yeah and if he gets forward and can shoot which i know that he can so it's uh, yeah i'm not buying because once again i'm all in on andy and and trent and i got martin kelly (laughs) (laughs) you're full backed out yeah, my all my defensive positions are are fullbacks. Yeah, oh, going, I have Van Dyke, so that's the only one that's not. I'm going all, all for fullbacks. assists. I'm like assists, and if you pick up a clean sheet, I got Jan Valerie from Southampton, Martin Kelly, Trent, and then Robbo. Those are those are my four defenders. Nice. All all fullbacks. That's my strategy. I don't. I can't yeah. rely on these on these center backs to score headers every week. You know. Yeah. No, it's, that's a that's a fair point. Um, I put down Sebastian Haller as well. Yeah, Another, I saw he's been racking up points for yeah, West Ham. Yeah, so he's been a big contributor to the last two wins. Uh, West Ham's, like we said, back up towards, what, I think fifth or something seventh, like that? Yeah. Seventh, so. Ahead of uh, United. Ahead of United. Ahead of United. <laughs> Are they, wait, real quick question. Does that make them the real United? Yes, okay. it does. So in, for now, until Man United <laughs> takes over West Ham, uh, they are no longer United. They're just Manchester. Yeah. And West Ham is now United. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, new he, rule, new rule. <laughs> uh, he, so a little bit of background on Holler, in case you don't know, because I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, where did this kid come from? 
he's he played in France, Holland, and Germany before this. In Germany, he had like 60 appearances, like 20 some odd goals. Same thing in Holland. He came out of Auxerre's academy, I think. Okay. And then he went to Utrecht, and then Eintracht Frankfurt. And at Frankfurt, he did quite well, and that's where West Ham bought him from. So the question here in terms of buy or don't is that first season settling into the Premier League. Like, no one knows who the hell this kid is right now. So he's probably benefiting quite a bit from that. Pellegrini has that side playing decent football. I think they will throughout the season. But at some point, teams are going to look at them. They're going to see this kid and go, okay, so start to mark him. Yeah. Or start to mark him tighter. And we'll see how he does at that point when they start to get physical with him, when they start to try to drag him down. Yeah. Um, but in the early season, it might be worth just... It might be worth it right now while he's still a bit of a mystery. Because another, another thing with the whole fantasy thing is that they change the values of the players over time. Yeah. So if you pick up someone like Pookie, for instance, at his lowest value, and then you get rid of him at his highest, you pick up like an extra couple million yeah. on your yeah. transfer budget. That yeah, you can use and then the maybe you can go get yeah. yourself a Mane or yeah. something. So like in the early season, it is almost worth picking up these guys that are sooner rather than later before their values change that are like, you know being surprises like holler and like just wait for the value to go up and then ditch him before the midseason slump does come yeah and yeah. then you think about picking up later when they are cheap again you know yeah so i put down uh this guy because his role is about to change quite a bit yeah uh so this is almost like a sell or don't sell kind of thing because i imagine he's in a lot of lineups it's kyle walker yeah and i think that if fernandinho doesn't play center back they will shift Walker over into a center back role, which he has played for both them and England before. Yeah, he's got the pace to keep up with any striker in the world. So the question then becomes, does that hurt his value to the point that you got to get rid of him? Because he's not going to be going forward, putting in crosses. Yeah. He's not going to be making runs. If he plays center back, you must one hundred percent get rid of him. Yeah, because he's literally the reason why England didn't get through to the final. <laughs> <laughs> Right. He is atrocious at center back. He gets dragged over out of position, yeah. or he's too far wide, and he lets people inside him because he is a wing back. He's not a natural center back, and his positional awareness is not up to par. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if he moves to center back, get rid of him <laughs> as soon as possible. Gosh, man, that guy's going to give away penalties and everything. I, who was it? It was Tunisia. He hacked down the striker in the box uh, for Tunisia's goal that made it 1-1 or something. I can't remember the World Cup. It was forever ago. Like a, Yeah, it feels like ages ago <laughs> now. <laughs> right? The World Cup qualifying is coming up in a year, apparently. So, like, we're, we're, part, we're already in the cycle, guys. <laughs> Here we go. And then one last, one last buy or sell. I bought him at the start. As soon yeah. as the transfer went through, because then he no longer counted towards my. You can only have three players from one team. Yeah. Uh, so Harry Wilson didn't start in the first game. He was there, broke into the first team, second game, scored. Yeah. Technically, had that belter against City. Yeah, holy crap. Um. So yeah, he's got two goals in the early season. He's already been named Player of the Month. He is a. He's part of the starting eleven, and it's one of those scenarios again where like, well, these mid-table teams they got to get points from somewhere. And so he's been scoring goals. He hasn't gotten assist yet, I don't think. But it's coming because Colin Wilson in front of him, the Wilson-Wilson connection, is going to click eventually. Oh, and Colin Wilson's racking up points. Oh, I yeah. almost put him on this list, but I was like, he's not too much of a surprise. He's like, he's like a borderline England international. So I, I didn't want to call him a surprise, but he's been very good. So, yeah, Wilson and Wilson, the uh, – The law firm. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> they sound like a law firm. <laughs> I'm actually looking at uh, Colin Wilson right now. Yeah, he's uh, 
he has five points a game at this point. Yeah. He's eight million, so you can't. And be actually, surprised. you know, I remember that is because it's been five points every game. Yeah, so, <laughs> he's just steady, consistent five pointer. Which, I mean, hey, you gotta like that. That's like Obama. Yeah, he got an assist in the first game, assist in the second game, finally assist in the third game, finally scored in the fourth. So yeah. he, if he's not scoring, he's setting up the goals. And if he's not setting up the goals, then he's scoring them. But we're not talking about Colin Wilson. We're talking about Harry Wilson. <laughs> but, no, the point being that they, have, they have a goal scorer and someone who is yeah. who is pivotal to their attack that is performing. So having the guy behind them that's either providing to him or obviously clearly here feeding off of him. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, Will, I, I would buy on Wilson uh, before the price gets too high, for one thing. But, I, yeah, I do think that – there's enough other players in Bournemouth's squad that go forward that can create things that it should keep the pressure that's on Harry Wilson low enough and allow him to do what he does. And if he's doing what he does, I mean, he's been very good. He was, he was excellent for Derby last year. He's yeah. already off to a good start. So. And then my other thing with th- considering picking up Wilson now, Bournemouth's run of games, they have Everton at home, Southampton away, West Ham at home, Arsenal away, and then Norwich at home. Well, Arsenal away leads us up to our next international break um, in mid-October. Um, so they only have one tough game in that run, and the rest are pretty tough favorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because and the thing about Arsenal is that they're probably going to ship goals. If that game, yeah, that, I mean, that's not the issue. With, or, yeah, that's the issue with Arsenal, right? Yeah. Like, they're going to win a lot, and they're going to finish top four because of how many goals they score. So you have a run, it could be because of clean sheets. You have a run of four games where you can legitimately be like, well, Harry Wilson could score probably in – he has a chance of scoring in three of the four if we're going to act like Arsenal's like you know an elite team, um, and he'll he'll be in it. It's not like they're going to take him out of the starting eleven. He's the, he's he's the player of the month. He yeah. significantly had to come off form for him to, to yank him out. Jordan Ibe's not going to take over his position. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a pretty favorable run of games. There's goals in all of those games. There's yeah. not a defensively stout team <laughs> in that run of games, you know. Right. So now's the time to pick them up and let that value go up before, yeah, they get. You look, start looking down here in like November and Christmas. Then their schedule gets a little more hairy. Yeah. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The long con on that one. Uh, and yeah, so but for the time being, I I already did. I bought on Wilson last week. He only got two points just for showing up the play, but prior to that. He got three assists uh, and uh, get two assists and a goal or something like that. Or two, sorry, two goals. Um, and he had an eight pointer against Villa and then a six pointer against City. So he's on the up and up, and I'm buying. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, let's before we sign off the Premier League. Well, look at well, I was looking at Shadi's team. I'm like, how is he in second? He's got Nathan Ake. He's got, <laughs> he's had Monreal. He must have made some transfers or something. But yeah, he's got like drink water. El Mohamedy Simpson on his belt, like his. He's got Jordan Ayew, Aguero, and Sterling. That's probably how. Yeah. Because the rest of these guys, oh well, Mane and Mutinho, Van Dijk, Luca Mora. Yeah. Like Luca Mora has been pretty disappointing so far. So let's just for Shadi's team, he has one, two, three, four, five zeros on the board, and he's in <laughs> second place. <laughs> Hey, you know what, Shadi? You as Credit far as to you. as far as like you he know, Captain a- Sterling and Vice Captain Aguero. Bastard, you <laughs> bastard, Shoddy. You leave us for one year and look what happens. Look at what's happened. How dare you? But anyways, so coming up this this next weekend in the Premier League, let's look at the fixtures. Oh, good idea. So you know who's playing who. Liverpool has Newcastle. It's the first game back from the international break, which means we can push that lead to five points if we really want to <laughs> and open up a gap. 
Uh, Brighton hosts Burnley. Man United hosts Leicester. Sheffield United hosts Southampton. Spurs hosts Crystal Palace. Wolves hosts Chelsea. Norwich hosts Man City. Twelve thirty. These all these games. Brighton Burnley will be low scoring and boring probably. Yeah. But the rest of these have goals all over them, man. <laughs> man like, United Leicester is going to be like three Pookie two. Go off versus Man City. I mean, he'll get a goal. I mean, they're dealing with the center back. They're dealing issue. with the center yeah. back crisis. So I'm like, how how far does Buki go in this one? Yeah, he'll get a goal. That'll put him on the. Oh, if he gets that's going to jack up the value. Yeah, right. He I scores. Him up. He scores three. They win three two, and now I'm all on board with who was it? Bring Pookie to Liverpool. I'm Jack. all about it. Yeah. All let's right, go. Jack. You might be on to something. You're right, man. He's uh, the Finnish finisher, guys. <laughs> all right, and then Sunday, Bournemouth host Everton. There's going to be goals in that. And Harry Wilson's going to score in that game. Yeah, It's a rival. He's going to score. <laughs> it's his thing. Watford hosts Arsenal. That's going to get ugly quick. If yeah. you have Aubameyang, Lacazette, or Pepe, guess what? Captain one of them. Uh, I'm probably going to have to captain Aubameyang yeah, for that go one. Go after it. <laughs> uh, and then on the Monday, Austin Villa hosts West Ham. I don't um, expect a lot in that one. Probably. I don't actually. I don't know. That one could get wild. Yeah, it could. You know, it's been disappointing for Villa is Grealish. Yeah, I thought maybe he might be like you know, as they step up, he would step up because like Tottenham almost bought him at one point, and I thought, well, this guy must be good. Typical yeah. championship level player. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he really is. It's proven it now. So typical. But the, I think if there's one guy on Villa that I that does interest me, it's Tyrone Mings. Maybe. Maybe because he's got. Some decent defensive stats. He's put up like I think uh, 16, 18 points, something like that. Not bad for a defender. Yeah, but I mean, looking at these, looking at these fixtures, there's just some goals. <laughs> there's just some goals in these games. I'll tell you what: Wolves, Chelsea could get real interesting. Um, Sheffield United, Southampton. That could either be like nil nil, or it could be like two two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I, I I'm really interested to see what Leicester does at Man United, and really, really hoping, really, really hoping that Leicester can do something there, because then we're going to be in full crisis mode. Because interesting fact, Marco Silva, who just got fired from Watford, right? Yeah. He actually has a better record in his last 15 games than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, in regards to wins. He has one more win than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the last 15 matches. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Man United is like in. Oh, actually, they are in relegation form. Yeah, yeah, it's been ugly. Ole at the wheel. Yeah, hey, you I, keep on driving. Brendan Rodgers goes to Old Trafford, <laughs> gets a win. Madison gets some points. That's what I'm looking for. That's, okay, it's fine with me. But so that's the, the weekend coming up. Uh, we'll check in probably after the AGM because the AGM will serve to be a huge information dump for everyone who chooses to show up. Yeah, huge information dump, and then we'll uh, we'll have to recap, recalibrate afterwards. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, interesting. So uh, if you if you haven't listened to the other episode of Tampa Bay Cop Talk and you just listened to this one, AGM, uh, Annual General Meeting, on the 28th of September, 11 a.m., Craig Holden of the Anfield Agenda will be at the Horse and Jockey for the Napoli match on the 18th of September. Yeah, come join us for that one. No, 17th. It's the oh, sorry, 17th. 17th. I think 17th. It's the 17th. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, come join us for that one. We're looking forward to meeting Craig and uh, having a good time over kicking off a, our defense yeah. of the European Championship. Um, make sure to remind everyone that we are defending European champions. Yes, please do. And if you go to the pub and you see what's his, if you see Adam Booth say, how dare you? Captain. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you have Greenwood, Martial, and Rashford, and Captain Sterling? How dare you? Oh, if you find yourself in Saudi Arabia, you take Shady <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's it for this episode of the yeah. Fantasy Football League. Look at that. A minute 50 to go. Boom. Should we just fill it with something? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have enough. You know, it's like credit or debt. We have way more debt and time than we have credit <laughs> with the listeners, so I think we should stock up. We should buy ourselves that minute and a half <laughs> yeah. to make up for the ten we went over on the main show. All right, I'm Jordan. I'm David. Until next time, up the Reds. Up the Reds.